How's it going, everybody? Pretty good. Well, uh, okay, I suppose. <laughs> okay, a little somber, but all right. Uh, this is Jonathan Klein in the room with us tonight. What's going on? Longtime friend of the show, first time face of the video version. First time face. I believe we can officially call you kind of the uh, SEMA co-host for the most part. I was for a while. Yeah. The semen co-host. Um, that's still a funny joke to me. Uh, well, we have that classic episode, SEMA Men. I think it was just C-Man. No, 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 no. It was SEMA Men. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it C-Man? Um, yeah. Either way, you know, C-Man. good times no. had by all. Uh, good yeah. lights. As a matter of fact, uh, just getting all the SEMA stuff ready today. Hotels are booked and everything. Oh, it's just so, me, like hives. I can't, I can't not, I just can't not think of semen. I don't know why. With SEMA, it's, I, something's wrong with me. Something is broken in my head. Yeah, um, but that's you do okay. this for a living. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining us this evening, Mr. Klein. Of course, of course. Um, because you're not a first timer, we're going to do the news tonight. We're going to go kick for it. it. We're going to kick it standard. 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 Style. A standard show. But you got some cool shit to talk about afterwards. Yeah, okay. So first up, first bit of the news. BMW is ready to roll out with their new Z4. They're ready to roll out with the new Z4. I was about to say too much. What they are not going to roll out with is a Z4M. That's a mistake. It's a kick in the dick. Now, um, why big, is that a surprise? The bigger news, though, for the not for the Z4 in general, there's no manual gearbox option at all. I'm not in the least bit surprised. That's not surprising. I'm kind of a little surprised because that is like the, one of the vestigial sports cars in the lineup. Uh, but except for they have the they have the M4 and the M2. Yeah, but those aren't convertibles. You could get a, a two series convertible. You can. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. I hate BMW. <laughs> that's why I don't know that. Now there is a good engine that's going to be offered with the Z4 to give BMW some credit here. The M40i version will have a 380 horsepower six cylinder. That's that's, that's a lot. Yeah, that seems about right. I mean, the car's kind of probably going to weigh six thousand pounds. It'll but, weigh a lot. But 380 is well. Is weren't they? I think good. I think they It'll were be peppy. They It'll were targeting fast. like when with the whole BMW talks, you know, between them and Toyota. They're like, well, so long as it's under four thousand pounds. I don't really know. Well, everyone's driving the Supra right now. Oh, they really? Yeah. Not us? Not us. I didn't get that invite. No, neither did I. Uh, that's a They're all in Spain. Well, good for them. Yeah. Um, is it also, <laughs> people are driving the Aventador SJ or SVJ. SVJ yeah. yeah. And then other people are doing, there's a bike launch in Italy too right now. Yeah, I was supposed to go to that, um, but I couldn't make the dates work. See, I want to go to the, uh, I want to drive the uh, Aventador. LBJ, it's wheelchair accessible. Nice. That's always nice to know. Yeah. I just like the Aventador BJ, personally. Um, they removed the center console. I mean, yeah, but it's... Yeah. But the problem, what the car is kind of The problem of is it's the head of VW Auto Group servicing you. It's okay. Uh, if it's if it's Steven Vinkelman, maybe I'll let him take uh, a pass. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> at Bugatti now. Dresser. That dude's oh, at Bugatti yeah, now. Right. Yeah, but they're they're... It's German. It's going to be efficient. Cool. Actually, funny story, but we, but we could get to do, that later. We will get... Do yeah, not yeah, yeah. preempt... The Bugatti stuff. I, I do um, have a great story about him, though. Now, moving forward with a bit more news, Audi made some news just last night. They showed off their first all-electric SUV, and it's called the e-tron. Oh, it damn is you. not that ad. It is the car behind it. Well, nobody can see it yet. No, okay. Damn you, So this is the e-tron, and I don't have a problem with this. I think it is fine. I think it's a great competitor for the segment. Um, it's going to line up against the Model X, the I-Pace, and the upcoming Mercedes-Benz EQC. Well, it's, like, it's a Q5 electric. I look at yeah. this and I'm like, oh, it's like an electric version of my car. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, It's probably riding on a very similar platform. Uh, I guarantee you it's riding on the same... If it's on the SQ5 platform, that's 
Macan SU5. I guarantee Bentley. it's on a different platform. Is it? Because of all the battery shit underneath it. I, I doubt it. It has like 1,500 pounds worth of batteries. Mm. I don't think that they would stuff that on that. Maybe like, a modified. Whatever the fuck it is. But it could be like a modified, modified electric modified. architecture. It could be modified, but I feel like it's going to be different. Either way, it is packing a 95 kilowatt hour lithium battery, which is That's legit. Good. Um, they haven't announced. Ah, any- here we go. Chassis pictures. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's, you guys have skateboard chassis. Yeah, that's not it. I have a skateboard chassis. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, picture Tony Hawk on it, you dicks. Um, so Mine there, says birdhouse. There, there's no estimate yet for, for range, but early estimates suggest 250 miles, which is totally fine. The, it's a pair of motors. For, in total, it's 400 horsepower and 490 pound-feet of torque with one at each axle. Which is solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty good. I think, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's nice that there's another option that's not Tesla. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now you have Audi, you have Jag, you have Mercedes. Um, well, I think also that people who are Tesla fanboys and were early adopters in this are going to say, once they start, start to see the Jag version, the Audi version, the Mercedes version, they're like, oh, these are way nicer. They're way nicer. And they're the a little build bit cheaper. And, and is going to be miles better. So this starts at 78, which is a ton of money, but it is a luxury Audi electric SUV. Yeah. And it does qualify for the $7,500 federal tax credit. So there is that. Well, you so, know, that price range really, really wants that $7,500 credit. Yes. They'll take it. Yes. That's how yes. they, <laughs> they keep their money. <laughs> um, but either way, 400 horse, 490 torque. I mean... It's pretty dope. Dude, yeah. I do. I, if, if I could have bought a used one for what I bought right. my car for, oh, yeah. I totally would have yeah. optioned Yeah. 100%. No, great commuter, LA commuter car. Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I've had the Bolt all week, and we'll get into that more later, but I really like having an electric car for every day. Yeah. I mean, just being able to dip into the carpool lane is king. Um, which is funny because I, re- having- I read a, a point of view that it's – the gas vehicles that should get HOV access and the green cars that shouldn't because us idling with our gas cars is worse than the EVs sitting in traffic. I'm like, that's a really good point. And I could buy into that. And maybe 20 years down the road, we'll flop. I, or, you know, switch, switch uh, flip-flop. I don't think that's going to happen, but I can dream. Yeah, yeah, but it was never about the, it was never about like the environmental benefits no, of it. It, it was about trying to get people to convert. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Um, but it was a, it's a, it's a not a bad point. Um, yeah, so it, switching gears to something that is actually dumb priced, I think dumbly priced. Ford has revealed pricing for its upcoming Ford Edge ST. This is the dumbest. thing. It starts at forty three thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. They were shooting the commercial right by my house like now, a week ago. But that's just the starting price. There is a performance brake package that costs twenty six, just under $2,700, but you can only get that package if you also get Equipment Group 401A, which is another $5,500 package. Nope. This is a $50,000 Ford Edge. Nope. nope. <laughs> just no. No. Because you could. That's, that's used Macan Turbo money. And if you're an enthusiast, you're going to buy the Macan Turbo rather than the Edge. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's like two cars in that lineup that, that you just showed was no, it's not. It's just actually what they, worthwhile. It's the just rest are just kind of yeah, right. Yeah, uh, the, 
so this is this is what Ford is doing besides making cars. Well, it's, I remember um, I remember when the new CEO took over, we had that discussion of like, yes. it sounds like he's going to tank it, and what's he doing? Tank he's it. Tanking. He's making fifty thousand dollars Ford hedges. Well, yeah, he's just. Well, he's probably doing that, but at the same time, he's like, oh, I'm going to get my bonus in 18 months, and then the company's going to die it in 36. Peace. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's crazy. Ooh, that's fun. Oh, my Some crazy neighbors again. Outside. So that'll be a nice back note to this, almost like when you have a great red wine and you get a hint of cherries in the back. Or gunshots uh, on older episodes. The hint of crazy. Uh, so the next bit of news, we actually don't have a picture for this one, but iOS, iOS, I, I can't say iOS. 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 I always want to say iOS. iOS 12. iOS 12 came out, and what it brings with it is goodness for Apple CarPlay users because it brings Waze and Google Maps and other third-party apps. Yeah. it's Well, it's not just By that. The they they open the thing. Like, now that it's mature. Right. They've just opened up the APIs a little bit, I know, because I'm actively developing for it right now. Right. Um, so, like, the Guardian Circle stuff, we're doing an in-car version of that for responders to be able to get to emergencies. Interesting. So, like, yeah, it, it's great. It's just, it's not like they had an agenda to not allow people to do it before. They right. just didn't want to open up something that, like, hey, we're not quite sure if we want to show this off to everybody yet sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but either way, I am just so fucking stoked to have ways in the bigger I screen. I hate Waze. I know you do, but you're crazy. I don't, I, if I have to come to LA, Waze is my savior. Waze gets me here so much quicker than if I just tootled along the highway. I, I find that, uh, at least on the West Coast, if I use Apple Maps and I just blindly listen to it, it usually gets me there by far the fastest out of all the mapping apps. I've had the exact opposite with, with Waze it, it's a no-brainer. It reroutes me, and you just put your faith in it. And like you said, like blindly listen to it. Like don't think like, why am I going this way? Just go that way. And like I did it today to get here. It rooted me around some weirdness on the backside of Orange County and then got me over, and I made it here. I, I thought I was running late because I needed to get gas, but the one gas station, like there was too long of a line. It's, you know what it probably is? It's directly analogous to the number of people using that specific app. Because they all take the data right. at any given point when their driver's using it and upload it back to Waze to get statistical data amongst everybody. Does Apple Maps do that too? Mm-hmm. So when I'm riding like in splitting lanes, I am just fucking with the entire curve. Yes. Ah, great. That yeah, makes me feel definitely. Way um, but do you're you tell it your so. hmm? Yeah, but do you tell it your motorcycle? No. Or no. Okay. I don't think it has that no. functionality. That's like, like, I'm just splitting lanes, so it tells me like. It'll take an hour and a half to get somewhere right. in LA, and it'll, I'll do it in 20 minutes. Right, right. That's like conversely how uh, when we go ride mountain bikes, uh, we use Strava, the app, to track our rides. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Josh Ostrand, who's been on the show, forgot to turn it off once, so his top speed for the ride was like 43. I've done that. <laughs> and then he's he'll, he had uh, one of the routes he got. You can call out someone if you think they're because it keeps track of everybody's like records, like who mm-hmm. the king of the hill is for a particular route. And somebody said this wasn't a real thing. You definitely did this in a car. And he's like, dude, I don't care. I just forgot to turn off my fucking phone. Like, you don't need to throw a hissy fit. Yeah, Strava people are bitchy little queens. <laughs> uh, they really are, especially anybody that that like is that serious about biking. Right. It's not a pro. Yeah. Can go fuck themselves. Yeah, you should uh, have been on my Twitter like a month and a half ago. Why is that? Oh, I. Uh, Bicycle Twitter came after me. I, here's the thing. Just as bad as Tesla Twitter. When my knee's not fucked up, I like to ride. I do But too. I can't stand... It's like me going... I put it to like... I, I, I treat it the same way that I do like car clubs and car meets. Like, in theory, I should like that. 
in practice. I fucking I hate, hate those people. <laughs> um, so sliding away from the news now, Mr. Klein. Yes. You've been driving some pretty cool fucking shit. Lately. I have been um, replete with many <laughs> fancy things. Uh, let's start it off with Monterey Car Week. Yeah. You went up there and you drove a goddamn Bugatti Chiron. Yes, I did. How that, was that? Um, so uh, it's, it's it warps your brain. I'm sure. It completely rewrites how you think of acceleration and speed and how just how quick it gets up to speed. Like I said this in, in my article, zero to 124 is six seconds. That's frightening yeah you know what the car i drove here which we'll get to is it's, i mean it's, it's, a, it's a second behind which yeah. is a lot but it's not that it's much. not that far but keep going sharon crazy because you would you it's would keep, nuts you would keep pulling oh yeah i mean it uh, we went to very big speeds 1480 horsepower i think something like that. and and remind it's, me again what is the price on the on the i i refuse to call it the sharon it's the chiron Fuck it's it. three million it's three million and i had andy wallace um driving chief with me test driver chief test driver who was also the test driver for mclaren back in the day and yeah i was set, gonna say that's he set a the really F1 familiar record. name okay he, he set, set the, the f1 record. he set the top speed record with the mclaren f1 in 95 okay um and i believe he's a he's a hot shoot for a lot of the nurburgring tests too right he is yeah. he's as soon as he knows that you know how to drive he's just like hands off go for hands it. off go for it just keep going or he'll tell you to like go further which is is quite fun he's like yeah trust the brakes oh yeah like yeah. those brakes are well that's the, impressive that, that's the funny thing is like when you get in with a pro driver or like a really good driving instructor at the very least like we all break break like pussies in comparison yeah like we anybody can press the gas and go fast it's no like trusting the car well enough to just hit the brakes at the very fucking end he said like I was getting close to that point where it's like, all right, you, you need to break, but I was still I was still a little bit of a distance away yeah. of like where he would break. Pro drivers have, have a but whole different that, classification. That car of is, is such a wild, wild experience and, and it goes around corners like it's it weighs twenty six hundred pounds. And it That's very crazy. much does not. It it weighs like forty two or yeah. forty three hundred pounds. Yeah. And and it, it is but you don't really feel it. Which it's crazy. That doesn't sound like crazy amounts considering what cars weigh now, but when you see the size of it as small as it is to go 42, 4300 pounds, you're like, "Well, oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of density." It's yeah. It, it's a heavy car, but you don't feel it. You really really don't feel it. I mean, the steering is is perfect. I mean, I mean, I remember driving I, I this will sound braggadocious, but I got, I got to drive the Veyron uh, like three years ago, mm -hmm. and I I still remember that being a very raw car. Like yeah, you drove still, that like, up in like Monterey too, yeah, if I remember correctly. It was still like the handling wasn't really sorted. It was it was so loud in the cabin. It was it was a raw kind of experience. This is so buttoned down, and it is. So Would you say you like it raw? <laughs> nah, I like it both ways. I like oh, it baby. smooth and raw. He likes it raw. But yeah, it, it's it's wild. We yeah, we hit many many speeds. Um, and actually, so to that funny story I was mentioning earlier, we had dinner with uh, Vinkelman okay. uh, in Monterey, and it was like six or seven of us, and like a couple of the like the chief engineer who was totally awesome, and a couple of their PR people. And he had lost his, his, uh, Vinkelman had lost his voice from all the interviews at the quail that day. 
and I had suggested a drink, and his voice kept getting worse and worse through the night. So I made him a drink of uh, bourbon, honey, and lemon juice. Oh. And at first they made it wrong, so then I had to make it for right. him on the table, and he drank the entire thing, and I didn't kill him. Nice. Um, and his voice returned the day after. There you go. Which was awesome. That's a good, yeah, it's like the halls, the halls of bourbon yeah. type it's drink. It's the Hall's alcoholic liptus. Yeah. Now, the other car you drove, I have a personal problem with. All right, go for it. It is not the person behind it, not the car itself, not the idea of the car itself. So this is a, a Dino Ferrari yep. that's been reimagined um, by, what's his name? It, David Lee. David Lee, uh, amazing car collector, and it has a Ferrari F40 engine in it. Yeah. So that's that's wild unto itself, but he says that the so it's a gorgeous car. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see where he put a million dollars into it. It is you do when you drive it. Um, so you you drive this and you go, this is a million dollar car. Yeah, it's a million dollar experience. It's a million dollar car. Um, so before road and trip or. Uh, before it got edited a little bit, um, I, I had started my, my review with like, a, like on the side of saying like, I have left reality. It, like I am now Clooney, like going straddling Lake Como. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what you kind of feel like. This is like such a, like a great GT car, just you know, going through like an Italian autostrada, going through like the tight uh, city center and just having like the wind blow in your hair. It is such a, like a wild kind of brilliant experience that, yeah, I can see we're a million bucks and, right. and it handles really well. Like they, they updated the entire, um, suspension mm-hmm. and like all the under underpinnings are, are, so it's a rest Dino effectively. Essentially a hundred percent is. Yeah. With, with a 3.6 liter, um, F 40 motor with, Independent throttle bodies and it's naturally aspirated, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. That's that's nice. three quarters throttle. Where did they get the F forty motor? It okay. So a wrecked F forty kind of came up. It was dead on arrival. Yeah, it was not going to be resuscitated, which is a lot of damage for somebody to write off an F forty. Yeah, and, but the engine was fine. I mean, fucking gas monkey put one back together. Yeah, but this one was like destroyed. Um. So the guy that built it was just like, he knew about the engine. He's just like, hey, we have a, want to put an F40 motor in? And it's like, yeah, sure, let's well, do this. Well, I mean, price differential wise, it's probably, a uh, crazy thing is, is it probably wasn't that much more expensive to do the F40 engine than it would have been to put another Dino engine in. Oh, well, no, I think this is It's not going to be, okay, so he's going to do a run of 25 of these cars. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them will get different V8s. Um, that'll be a little bit easier to get off-the-shelf parts. Um, and that was the original intention, but... That's what he's telling people now. <laughs> oh, but you want to have You know what? They're gonna, you know what? I, I can already tell you what the V8's going to be. It's going to be the fucking Maserati slash Ferrari 4.3. Because there's a no, no, billion no, no. It'll of those. No, it'll be, no, it'll be kind of like a 3.6. It'll be like... Okay, a, so 360 motors. Yeah, it'll be yeah. a three, like 308, you know, 358 or... Yeah. One of those motors. Where people care less about them getting cut up. Right. 
Okay, not bad. Um, it, it's it's a wonderful experience. It's got a dog like transmission. You know, now speaking gated of, speaking of cars that I don't believe are like the, you can see some cars are like all right that costs that much. Um, but you know, you made some fair points about this one. I was chatting a little bit with Miles Brandman about the Nissan GTR 50 or whatever the hell. That looked real stupid. Right. And everybody's like, this thing's amazing. And I can see how it's a million dollar car. I'm like, I don't. It's a GTR with a body kit and, yeah. so, and a little bit of uh, boost turned up or something. I <laughs> would like, there, you, could, you could get such a better car. Like AMS exists. Why waste your money right. on that? No, no, no. Like anything exists yeah. besides that. Like I. A DBS, like the new DBS Superleggera, exists, and it's no. But so what I'm getting to is it's so good. If you want a really good GTR, you can do it for like under a hundred grand. Oh God, yeah. You know, you buy a GTR that's a few years old, and you take it to AMS and go, "I want nine billion horsepower," and yeah. they go, "Okay, yeah, uh, yeah." I just don't get. Um, I don't know. I don't get this exercise they're doing with this car. It just seems very odd to me. Now, it, b- besides the the yeah. Chiron and the Dino, what is that car called? He has a name for it. Oh, uh, it's the Monza 3.6 oh, yeah. Evo. Monza. All right. Uh, what else have you been driving that uh, stands out? DBS. Okay. The, the new DBS Superleggera. That was one of those cars yeah, really where it's like, like that one. I'd buy one. If I had the cash, that would be in my fleet. And, I, and I'm telling you, and I, so you've driven that, and I haven't. And I've driven the Vantage, and you haven't. I haven't. And I am telling you before you drive it, and before I drive the other car, that the Vantage is... is you're going to like it better. We'll see. I guarantee it. Okay, so I, I was... Uh, so the DBS is... It's like a like a Anglo werewolf. You, you get the sense that it's from the moors of like Scotland. It is so much more powerful than you ever think. And it has rare hexagonal leather. It's... Oh, God, that car is so good. It's, it's seriously... It's one of the best cars I've driven this year. Okay. Uh, when you drive the Vantage, you tell me right away, and, and you know, drive it hard, enjoy I it, will. and let me know, because um, I, I, I guarantee you're going to like the Vantage more. We'll see. Um, now I am it's eager so to drive like, the DBS. It's okay. So I, I have it on good authority that the numbers of the DBS are are quite. Um, I'm sure. Restrained. Sure, I believe that. I believe that, but I, I still think you're going to get an advantage. It's just a tighter. So I've driven cars based on that platform. Right. Yeah. You know, DB11S stuff. Um, and the Vantage just feels like such a tighter, more visceral machine. Now, granted, mm. I haven't driven the DBS like you said. So the, well, and that okay, it's so a super Legera too. Well, so that's, right. yeah, that's more like a brand. It's like, more. It's of a not really. Thing. Yeah. They're not. Aston's not really fucking much. with suspension and stuff on the Superleggera. Oh no 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 no. no. This no, is what the, I was about to get into. Yeah. So you and I have both driven DB11 AMR. Yeah. So this is essentially like five steps ahead of that. That's a lot. With in in terms of of handling, in terms of just everything. Okay. It, it's that good of a car. All right. It's it's that big of a jump. I'll say. All right. All right. I still feel like you're going to just... I mean, oh, I will. I, I will tell you. As, okay. soon as, so, as soon as I drive Vantage in a couple weeks, uh, I will tell you. All right. Question for me, though, is transmission. How is it on that? Because that's always been my greatest complaint with it's Aston fine. It's eight-speed. It's, it's, it's the, the ZF. Since yeah. they've switched to eight-speeds, okay. they it's, have zero transmission it's issues. It's perfectly fine. Although, Ex- here's the thing. I, I found it funny that I, I read a couple of other people's reviews of yeah. this car, and everyone kept talking about, like, turbo lag, and they're... And it really quite quickly separated uh, 
the people that actually know what turbo lag is and the people that know what traction control is. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, because the first two gears are, you know, they they hold back on torque and power just because it It'll would light, light up. up the rear wheels. And yeah. everyone kept thinking that was lag. Well, it's boost by gear. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I mean, you have first, second, and then third, you get the full beans. Um, but everyone kept thinking that was turbo lag. And I was just like, do you guys not know how cars uh, No, no. The answer is no. Oh, yeah. No. But these are like from, from fairly big publications. And I, yeah, I but that's, I'm like, oh, God. That's please, the dirty stop. secret. Like, beyond like the fact that a lot of automotive journalists can't drive for shit, a lot of them don't understand any technical merits of any of the stuff I, talking I was about. so lucky for the, the DBS launch that I had a great partner um, and a great uh, set of other cars uh, that was that was with us um, and we just annihilated all Did you hit the Autobahn again? Yeah. Oh man nice. <laughs> uh, yeah I wish I could have made it to that one. Uh, we're jumping over to questions. So Patreon is first because they're better than everybody else Ben Reif when are you going to race that Ford Ranchero again? I remember it was crashed into, but did they ever get it fixed? They actually didn't get that one fixed. They took parts from that one, and they have another one. And I think Tim actually has like two or three of them. They're building it up right now. I think the next race they're going to try to do is whenever Lemons hits Button Willow. And if that's the case, I'm going to try to get on the team. They have a fairly full team, but I definitely want to drive it again, especially because now it is... Um, four-speed top loader instead of a three on the tree like when i drove it so it should be a little bit more competitive and enjoyable to drive yeah just a little bit um uh you look up tim with the cars on instagram and you'll find all his stuff dan Mosqueda asks thoughts on the audi e-tron based on your golf gte drive do you think vw group has the juice to do an interesting and compelling ev yeah definitely they definitely know they definitely are ready to um jump into that space at every level and yeah. um, do very well. Yeah, truth be told, it's it's a lot harder to fuck up an electric drivetrain than it is a combustion drivetrain mm -hmm. because the it's much more easily tunable in terms of power delivery. There's also fewer parts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. Uh, but no, I mean, just in terms of like, you don't have to worry about like throttle lag and all this other stuff right. because it's just, you're electronic from beginning to end. Right, yeah. Um, Ryan Kelly, I guess this would go towards Chris. I bought a 2015 TDI Sport Wagon back in July. I miss mm -hmm. having Android Auto, Apple CarPlay in my car. I had two other Mark 7s that had it. I remember you talking about it not too long ago about retrofitting. How is that coming along? I just did that in my in the Macan, and um, it worked out pretty well. Um, there's a few little things that are specific to VW Auto Group that I'm actually working on solutions to fix right now. But it's looking like this is a solution we might actually bring to market um, later in the year. Um, so I'll keep you guys up to date on that because Dan Mosqueda asked me about it for his BMW as well. Um, but it's looking like it may be a workable solution. Um, and I, I got it in, in my car. Uh, there's a few things that I want to tweak a little bit so that um, it can be plug-and-play for anybody. But um, it looks like it may be coming along. So uh, if you want to be kind of a beta tester, we can catch up later. There you go. Bobby Reed, our daughter will soon be old enough to get her driving permit and wants to drive a manual. I think I'm going to start her out on our $200 future lemons truck, a Mitsubishi Mighty Max. On which car did you learn to drive a manual? Who taught you and how did that go? I was 11 and my mom taught me on a Mazda 323 
and it went well. And then I didn't drive a manual again until I got my first car, and that did not go as well, which was on 87 Honda Prelude that my dad forced me to drive home from the dealership we bought it at as a trade-in. And I stalled like three or four times, but, you know, kept going. I'm almost anticipating you're going to say like a tractor or something, considering where you lived in Illinois. <laughs> no. Uh, my but that friend, wouldn't be far-fetched, right? No, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. Um, I was 14, and my dad had a Z3. Mm. Like a very early one. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, I, I stalled it a bunch the first time. Um, but picked it up pretty quickly after that. I actually didn't learn to drive a manual until I was... 20 because i had to wait until my left shoulder was healed up like i had only had automatics up to that point because i could only drive with my right arm mm. because i had a complete shoulder rebuild when i was like 19 mm-hmm. uh so then as soon as that healed up uh that was almost immediately when i bought my srt4 and i taught myself on that mm. nice the advocate thoughts on used ideally certified pre-owned audi s6 s7 rs7 uh, I've heard some horror stories, but I've been borrowing a 14 RS7 that has an APR stage one and some other goodies and making around 700 crank. That's, that's so good. Much. It has relatively high mileage, 50,000 plus, and I've been babying it since I'm borrowing it. However, the owner has said it runs like a top, and from my experience over the past two weeks or so, it most certainly does. I guess my point is this. Even though used German luxury super sports sedans, regardless of whether they're CPO or not, are generally a horrible idea. They're a horrible idea. Unless you can really afford to burn serious cash for maintenance. Would you even... Consider or recommend it. I would. I literally just did this. It. Yeah, right. I would like, especially RS7. It'd be hard to say no to that. It, if you can yeah. get CPO or if you can yeah. get CarMax, go for it. Yeah, definitely. If you get a warranty, right? Yeah. Um, if you don't get a warranty, no. The RS7 no. is so awesome. It is. I yeah. cannot wait to drive the next generation of it. It's going to be so and fucking fast. The other recommendation I would make is if you buy a car, get the hundred thousand mile warranty. But dump it at like eighty or eighty-five, so you can pawn it off on somebody and be like, "Hey, it's got a warranty," and they'll be like, "Okay, there you go." So yeah, yeah. But definitely get the warranty. And definitely go for it. Um, yeah. Craig on McBride. More of an observation. I think if the belt line, belt line up on the BMW X5 would look great on a wagon. A little more aggressive styling than your standard touring models, and it could be great if it were some sort uh, or some sort of M5 touring or M Sport touring model. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I think I think most. Crossovers, yeah. if you chop off the shoulder line, you can just remove a foot of body and they become a cool wagon. I think that's, that's a lot of them. I plan on dropping. Uh, there's like an electronic module you can use on the air suspension on my car yeah. where you can drop it like two inches, at which point it's almost a wagon. <laughs> so that's, um, that's what I want to do. It's a short, stubby, fast, fat wagon. Uh, Ryan Morris. Aside it's, the from of, it's the chode of wagons. Wow. No, it's a Stelvio. Uh, aside from Southern California, what do you think the, are the hotbeds? Where do you think the hotbeds of American car culture are located? Well, you have Detroit. Yeah. Um, um, Miami in like South Florida has a big scene. I was going to say Miami Florida. South Florida. Um, and Texas. For certain aspects, absolutely. Northeast. Uh, um, again, for, like, so like in the summertime in the winter weather states, Everybody starts pulling their shit out of the garage, which is kind of yeah. cool to see. But the like the hotbeds, you know, it's Detroit, California, Miami, and then everybody has their pockets. Um, yeah. Like Jersey's got a big drift scene. Yes, the um, Northeast is big in rally and and drift. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. So both true. So there you go. Yeah, um, New Hampshire and Vermont, especially for rally. Yes. Vermont, yeah. Team O'Neill's right there too. Well, they're in New Hampshire actually. Yep. Yeah, they're in New Hampshire. They're yep. way up in New Hampshire. But I've been there. I should know There's this. not that much a difference between Vermont and New Hampshire at that point. Yes. They would disagree with you. 
<laughs> hey, I lived in that. <laughs> they part would of the world. disagree with you. They could fuck themselves up. Uh, Forrest Casey at Forrest Casey on Twitter. So we moved to Twitter. Los Angeles seems to be a mecca for defunct car companies. What is your favorite LA based company, past or present, that is currently or soon to be defunct? Um, <laughs> soon to be defunct? <laughs> uh, making a joke about what we were talking about earlier? No. Um, oh, are we going to go back to the future? I don't know. I don't, I don't pay attention to the ones that go out of business. Um, I. Coda once did a really weird press event out here. Um, uh, Tesla? No, I'm just kidding. I couldn't. Eh. Ima- I couldn't imagine. They'll get bought. I couldn't imagine DeLoreans long for this world. Yeah, but he's asking like favorite LA-based company. So like that's why Vectors. Like, like Meyer is still around making Meyer Manxes. Oh yeah. So it's been doing that Vector. since the sixties. Cizetta uh, wasn't like that guy. I think is from out here. Yeah. So what are some of like the weird like supercar kit cars and shit? See, like it, the people we know that build like boutique stuff are doing just fine. Yeah, like the icons and, and like singers and people like that. Well, they're yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's I feel like yeah, the, the modern stuff is doing fine, and then the older defunct ones. Oh, I'll give you them. one, and I think it's based here. At least they have a lot of the people behind it here. Leo Motors. I think that's Detroit. Is it? Yeah. Is Either it? way, I they're down, dead. I live. Um, yeah. No, you're right, but I, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's Detroit. But one near me that is still trying, uh, very close to my house, is Karma. Oh, see them yeah, all the time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but with they the wouldn't be Rivero? like a favorite or anything. Mm. Yeah, none of, that, none of those, though, like even with the Elio, like you wouldn't be like, oh, it's my favorite. You'd be like, no. that's, that's a weird-ass idea. They all kind of suck. The, you know what? I, I had, there are certain people I know that work at certain publications that like really, really weird cars. and like, we love that thing. And it's just like, yeah, but you also love the Izetta, so fuck off. I don't. I mean, Azetta's quirky for like good classical reason. Uh, Elio's just like weird cash. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thing. I don't know. So, um, all right, Facebook. Not a lot of Facebook questions tonight, which is fine. David Bodenstein, do you think people these days are still interested in seeing videos about supercars? I think so yeah. on some level. Um, yeah, I do. Um, it's like, wish fulfillment. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that? It's like wish fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. It's something that you they're don't not, get to do. They're not videos for us personally that do the best. Honestly, the you know what does the best for us? Dodge. A Dodge video will do the best mm. for us. It's really just because think about what people search. The the average yeah. person isn't searching McLaren. Lamborghini burnout. They're searching like Dodge Challenger, Hellcat, Hellcat burnout, right. Camaro burnout, um, yeah, burnout. all that shit. Yeah. Um, so when a supercar video for us does well, it's a massive surprise. Which is a, which is an experiment I want to try this week. I want to change the thumbnail on this to something like just a Mustang or a Camaro doing a burnout just to see if it has a traffic effect on this episode. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I've got a couple pictures I could send you. So I bet you episode do, Episode 266 will be titled Clickbait. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, people still want to see videos about supercars, but, I, I mean, Is it just me, or does it just seem best? like it's gotten flooded because, like, there were a million, like, younger YouTubers that started, like, several years after we all started doing stuff, and, like, they're, they're taking flooding up sub, it. some of the space, but... yeah. At a like, certain point. There I, weren't that many people publishing this stuff before, but it seems like they've gotten a little happier with lending that stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the, a lot of those are either people renting or buying or like it's the YouTube millionaire people. Um, so those are different. And by the way, they're not getting wealthy <sighs> off YouTube. No. Don't listen to oh, no, something else beforehand. Um, yeah. Dad's except, money. Except mom's maybe money. Um, Niles God, Rogers. How do you afford that shit? I've always wondered this. Can you run a turbo engine 
without turbos. Example, removing turbos from an N54 engine. You can do it. Yes, I mean, you, you have did. to change yeah, manifolds. Yeah, we just talked about one. Yeah, the Mons 3.6. On an older engine, typically speaking, you're going to be way down on compression. Right. Versus a yeah. newer newer turbo motors tend to not really drop the compression that much compared to their normally yeah, aspirated the, ones. The computers just handle a lot in that but aspect, I mean, right? Yeah, it's just you you pull timing if it starts detonating early. Right, right. And you, or you don't have sufficient fuel octane. Um, you just pull timing back. You know what would be an interesting experiment for an, uh, this type of engine is Infinity's new variable compression turbocharged mm -hmm. engine. Take away the turbo and see what the variable compression. Oh, it would like actually. If it goes, it goes like if it all of a sudden the engine's like, oh sweet, cool, like I like this. Or if it's like, what the fuck do I do now? It would I can't do <laughs> anything. I mean, other than just like some of the electronic shit going off, it should in theory work just fine. Hmm. It'd be interesting. It'd be an interesting. But, I mean, experiment. you'd be basically back to. The cars that drop compression now are usually like eight to one or nine to one compression, and that's what the kind so of it wouldn't really be a variable compression engine anymore um, because you're not putting enough boost to actually. Well, raise I think the if compression. it's changing drive cycles, if it's like auto cycle at Gibson cycles, and I don't know. If yeah, it does that, there's yeah. there's basically like an thing. eccentric link in there that changes the compression ratio. Okay. Um, but in, I'm the eccentric link. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it buys exclusively orange squirrels. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Change places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, if you took like a modern turbo motor that was running like 8 to 1 compression, it would run like a 1970s or 1980s motor. We should tell Ugh. Jason Fenske to try this for his channel. <laughs> I, Pull a turbo off. I bet you he will. Um, okay, so now let's jump to our cars. I mentioned that I was driving something that is only a second off your zero to one hundred and twenty-four mile per hour time, which is a weird metric. What does that equal in Ks? Is that way they do it? Uh, it's like two hundred K. Two hundred K. Okay, yeah. then it makes actually a lot more sense. One hundred, two hundred, uh, three hundred, one eighty-six. Um, so, McLaren seven twenty S. Yeah, that's a Ooh, doggy. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> is a good car. Actually, I also scared Boss a minute too. Uh, it, it is a good car. It, yeah. So here's, and you've driven the 675 LT as well. I did not drive 675. I drove 650. Oh, yeah. well, shit. I, I've been slumming it too. That's the last one I spoke. Because. Or actually, no, the last I drove was a 570 GT. The Oh, poor uh, person. Uh, the 675 LT was so fucking fast. Like, it was the fastest car I'd, I think I'd driven at that point. Just raw, hot, nasty speed. The 720S, I think, is faster and feels. It's not like it feel like the 675 LT. The seats were stiff because they were fixed back buckets, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like it was bumpy, and it, you know, it did, like it did all the things you want. Well, that was of the a whole long tail shtick. It was yeah. supposed to be like the Le Mans, which car. you can Absolutely. get in a 720. They do it. Uh, you could get a fixed back seat. Okay, well, but just driving around, it's like being in a 570 GT. It yeah. is an everyday supercar, 100. percent Really the easy 675 to drive. 675 LT is, but it really isn't. You know, but like, then they'll do a long tail version or something like that of the 720. It'll be crazy like that again. Oh, it's I'm their sure. version yeah, of the yeah, RS. Yeah. It is, but yeah. uh, but uh, it blows my mind that the 720S is faster than the 675 LT, and just I commuted here in traffic and it was like nothing. nothing. But it's got a, it's got a larger number. It does have a larger number. It has a bigger engine. Um, and then yeah. I'm also really curious now about the 600 LT. Yeah, and I believe this is actually the first displacement bump they put on the that McLaren motor the, because it's been the, the three liter? point. Yeah. It was the 3.8. Forever, right? I'm trying right. to think if there was one before that. And uh -uh. I don't no, think there it was. because it's been the same 3.8 since the MP412C. Right. Um, yeah, up to yeah, seven hundred ten horsepower, uh, seven-speed dual clutch, rear-wheel drive. It's so fast and so good. 
It's really, really, really good. It, it's crazy sitting in most McLarens, this one notwithstanding, you feel like you are connected to the front axle. Oh, like yeah. It feels like your toes are at the front axle yeah. and you have like a substantial amount of car behind you. Even though you really don't, you can feel that like there's like two thirds of the car behind me. You feel part of the car. But the crazy thing to me now is like that car was like when seven, when they're like, oh yeah, it's going to be 720 or 710, right? And now the GT2 is at 700. And of course, well, the Demon's a different thing because it's a drag car effectively. Yeah. But like... Now you can be damn sure that the next top end Corvette's going to be seven hundred something. So where does no? It is zero one. Zero one is zero one seven fifty five. Yeah, but or whatever. But like I mean the 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 mid engine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the Z06 will be like seven hundred plus. Never mind the ZR1. Right. So like the bar's going to get moved to like McLaren's going to be like well. I guess we have to have a thousand now. No. See, no, McLaren's the one who's going to make the first move away from the horsepower wars because they yeah. they just opened their own um, lightweight material technology center. So they're going to be the ones pushing the envelope with the lighter weight stuff so they don't have to work as hard on the engine side. At the same time, didn't they release the horsepower figure for the, what is this, the fast tail or sweep tail? Uh, did they release the horsepower number? Was like, I mean, that's that's Ultimate Series, yeah, so that's yeah. like a different ball game. It's like... I it's think, under 1,000, right? I thought it was... I thought it was like nine something. Maybe that's a P1 Maybe. or Senna. I don't but know. The, the whole hilarious thing, though, is it's like McLaren's already one of the lightest cars in its segment. It's light. It's So the, the one I drove, the 720S weighs 3,161 pounds. It is 157 pounds lighter than a 911 GT3, which is pretty cool because mm -hmm. it seems like a more substantial car. And it'd uh, be faster than the GT2 if it had the right tires. This has, I thought it had like courses, Pirelli yeah, courses. but... You know, you put a Michelin, like a, like a, I'm, a I'm good a Michelin, Michelin guy, tire yeah. on it. That car 305s in the back, which yeah. is that's a healthy tire. Well, and remember, this is the regular version. They're not trying to chase numbers necessarily on that one. That'll be on the faster spec one. That right. Comes right. No, next. good point. Good GT, point. Yeah, GT2 RS. The, the 600 will be LT out looks awesome, especially with the exhaust coming out the top yeah, of the back. Great. That is, that sounds dope. Um, I'm in yeah. about two weeks, so the 720s goes away tomorrow. Um, oh, I just drove, I think I, yeah, we didn't have a podcast since I drove this. The Classic Car Studio. Yeah, you drove Silverado. that. Yeah. The LT4 one? Yes. Yeah. With a sequential shift gearbox. That wacky gearbox from SEMA. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a Tremec, mm -hmm. but up through the floor comes a sequential. And it's it's gimmicky, but it's kind of cool, too. Um, the I'm having, I'm editing that video now, and I'm having trouble because it was loud like levels it wasn't that loud but i just leveled it wrong because i'm an idiot but that truck weighs nothing yeah. and yeah. just sheet metal <laughs> 650 horsepower lt4 sitting up there you slap in the gears um they uh non-power brakes because they prefer that for their truck cars so they autocross yeah. this full ride tech suspension so the nose like didn't move at all when you're cornering um but it has ac it has those really cool limited run Recaro seats with the gradient pattern on them. They made, like, oh, yeah, they didn't yeah. make a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, they were comfortable. They just did a large portion of power tour with the truck and had no issues. Uh, the funny thing is though, like it used to be a shop truck and it, you, I mean, now there's a f um, fuel tank in the bed. So that kind of defeats a little bit of that. But yeah. They now they have use like it. a 1200 horsepower twin turbo shop truck for a little bit. Yeah. They do some crazy stuff. The guy was cool. Noah rode in the truck with me. Uh, he tried to explain how his show Speed is the new black is not they don't do the manufactured drama 
Um, he's, like, he's like, we just care about the builds and, and showing our customers, you know, you can do all Which this rad good. stuff with cars. Uh, so yeah, I'm, and he'll be. We tried to iron out like the podcast date for him, but like it just didn't work out that week. The video so, kind of turned into a podcast. Yeah. So he rode along the truck, and I asked him questions while. We, so it like the video is pseudo podcasty, um, even though it's dude, also you're totally of, taking the one take thing. <laughs> yeah. Stealing it. Um, it's kind of also a review of the truck too. So the yeah. truck was fucking awesome. Then he did a big burnout for me, so we have him doing that on camera. Uh, so yeah, they had no problem just beating the shit out of that truck. It was great. I think they also went to Hoonigan. Right? They went after me, so I don't know if that video is out yet, but I'm no, sure they're going to do something crazy with that. Uh, another car I get in about two weeks, and I just saw my first one on the road, the Bullet Mustang. It was pretty good. I drove it a while ago. I like the Mustang. This one has like a tiny bit more horsepower, right? Yeah, 480. 480, 485. It looked nice. The one I saw on the highway yeah. on the way up here looked nice. It drives great. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, the Bullet Mustangs have always looked nice because they pull all the branding off. Yeah. Uh, Except that big-ass bullet in the back. The, uh, yeah, but that's subtle enough. That, no, like, you're right. You yeah. know. I did have like a great bullet uh, moment when I did go drive it up in San Francisco. Um, I was pulling up to a light, and a black Dodge Charger Come police on. car pulled up right next to me, and I had to restrain myself right. to not do anything stupid because right. one he's a cop and yeah. two he's a cop right. well you know the, the correct answer was you should have pulled, rolled down the window and went hey you want to reenact the movie right hey dickhead no shit um, I'm not yeah not gonna do that hey flatfoot um okay so after the bullet mustang though things get serious and I get the Corvette ZR1 I need to get that are you getting the manual or the automatic I have know? no idea yeah I don't care no, it's going to be the silver one that's been it's probably it's going to be stupid fast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of horsepower in a light car. I I mean, I can't imagine that you just breathe on that throttle even yes. a little bit. Regardless of like, oh, it's the bargain supercar or whatever. No, it's just one of the fastest things in production right. period. It's stupid. I am very excited to drive that. Um it's going to be real fast. It's going to be real real fast. Now, also though, slightly more exciting because I don't get enough track time in my life. Much slower car, but Veloster and at Thunderhill. That'll be fun. Yeah, super stoked. Well, and the nice thing is, is it's enough power that like you'll be able to really push it without worrying. Like I'm gonna die in a yes. fiery wreck. I love cars like that. Those are fun to really. You can exp- you can really focus on like lap times at that point, even though that's not what a launch event is about. But you can you can put the car that's where you I want lo- it, dude. That's what I loved about the Fiesta is that like you can just. Beat the piss out of it, not worry about like it's below your threshold of you like. You can learn yeah. car control. Yeah. yeah, that's the point of those little cars, right? Like the Golf R's, the the Type R's, this uh, Veloster N is to learn car control, right? Yeah. Actual car control, rather than just hopping directly into a GT3 and killing yourself, right? Yeah, Chris, what's going on with your cars at the moment? Um, let's see. Well, like I just said with the Macan, I just. Finish all that monkeying around with the electronics work. I really, really want to do an access port on it next uh, because it needs a power bump because right. I'm tired of it being slow. Okay. Um, so that's the next thing on that. Uh, and then the Corvette, I am in the middle of starting to pull apart the suspension on that. Fun. Uh, because I got bushings and I'm going to be, be doing coilovers as soon as I order those and all that fun stuff. Um, and then um, otherwise, I've had the Chevy Bolt for the last week. Woohoo! Uh, which... I really kind of like it. Uh, surprisingly, it's perfect as a city car. Like, yes. <gasps> it, With like 260 miles of range. Uh, yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. 
No, and that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, it's like a great amount of range. And the thing is, is if you're driving and stop and go traffic, like as we do here, yep, uh, you barely even bump into that range. Like I was really surprised running the AC and everything, like just sitting on the 405, that hardly affected the range at mm -hmm. all. Nice. Um, the only thing, and we talked about this a little beforehand, is like there are parts of the interior that like are cheap plastic and it's not everything, yeah. but there are like certain parts, like especially like the dashboard right in front of you. If you never touch it, you're like, Oh, it's fine. Then you touch it and you're like, Oh, that feels really, really the cheap. Door cards are kind of the same way. Yeah. Not like the whole you, thing, but parts of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like where you kind of like rest your arm and like brush up against it. You can kind of feel that rough kind um, of plastic. If you're a little on the taller side, which I'm not super tall, but I'm tall enough. Um, the way that the infotainment screen juts out mm -hmm. next to the steering Is wheel, hit the like hits your knee. Mm. Um, but that said, I love the 10 inch screen in there. Everybody yeah. loves a 10 incher. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. 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 It's um, good stuff. let's see um, what else. Oh, and I hate the gear shift. Okay. Cause like, it's got a weird thing where you've got to like a press a different button to get it in park and you've got to do this other thing to do this. And like, yeah. it's just odd for the sake of odd. Klein, what did you ride here on? I rode here on an Aprilia Dosaduro 900. Oh, those are Dosaduro. Dosaduros are always awesome. It is. That is my Starbucks order. <laughs> One of the best Grande? bikes I've actually uh, driven or ridden. Um, I I'm not a fast rider. Like I'm a, I'm a quick rider, but I'm not a fast rider. Okay. Um, but I took this into the canyons up through Angel's Crest, and I was chasing our friend Manuel Carrillo. He was in um, a GT86. And he was hauling ass. Um, and normally I would keep away and just yeah. kind of cruise. But he was, he was going after it. So I was like, all right, let's see. Let's see how comfortable I feel on this. And whoo, I was. You were there. I was going there. Right. I was getting real quick on that bike. And I felt completely comfortable. Nice. I didn't feel like it was going to kill me. It's a 900? Me. Yeah. Like 70-something horsepower. It's plenty fast. I, I've always Plenty of fast. The doors doors are great just because, like, it, it's great. If you want to go hop a sidewalk or something like that. Which I definitely haven't done multiple times in the month I've had this bike. Yeah. So is it, it was, is Dosadoro mean it's like a dual sport bike? Yeah. Is that mm -hmm. okay? It's essentially Aprilia's hyper motard. Got it. So that's cool. Wait, that word's not politically correct anymore. <laughs> That's uh, that's nice. Um, somebody says Jamie Robinson just did a cool video bombing around LA on the Aprilia DD. Only downside is a three-gallon tank. It's it's a little bit small. I, I ran up the crest and had to kind of coast back down. Nice, that's funny. Uh, nice. Um, do you have anything else cool coming up? Uh, Vantage, which will be coming up. Um, I'm going to Coda with actually Aston Martin. Um, that'll be fun. Sounds like it. Um, and then I've got a couple. Um, There'll, there'll be a couple of really great articles. Uh, I've got to schedule a bunch of cars, but I ha I'm writing for Playboy, which is actually one of the coolest things I've been <laughs> able to do in in the six years I've been doing this now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let me think. And then I got a Colorado ZR2 coming next week. Ooh, fun truck. That'll be fun. Yep. Do you know which engine? Uh, no, they did not tell me. Both are fine. I mean, people. Make... I'm actually kind of hoping for the diesel. Yeah, like yeah. the like the diesel's the one. I've driven that... the 3.6 a lot. I, yeah, I'd like to. Has, I'd like to drive the diesel. Yeah, they're both. I mean, they're both fine. They're both fine. The yeah. rest of the truck is awesome. The engines are both fine. Have you seen yeah. the Bison? Yes, that thing looks. I do not bitchin'. get the price at all. No, but not even a little bit. Looks. They bitchin'. added bumpers and wheels and Skid a snorkel. Plates. Like okay, but it's but it's such a huge price jump. 
for yeah. that. Um, it looks good, but it's the price is right. fucking dumb. Yeah, it looks um, awesome. It looks tell awesome. everybody where they can find you on the E World. On the E World, um, what's, I, what's it called in Ready Player One? Where do they log into? I don't know. Oh, I just um, call it the Hate Place now. The Hate Place. The I Oasis. Like the, the Oasis. Yeah. Where can they find you on? Ah, someone said I'll be writing for Playgirl then. <laughs> well, he does Go have the it. tramp stamp. That's true. Yeah, or what? You know. You know what? Earlier. We're just gonna call it the champ stamp for you. Thank you. Hashtag champ stamp. Um, <laughs> find me at Jonathan underscore Klein on both Twitter and Instagram, and please go read my articles. Uh, got one for Red and Track. I only read play, it play for the articles, so you're in luck. Are they naked again, or is that all swimsuits? Mm, I don't still? think they are. They are. Oh, they yeah. are. Okay. Uh, but it's it's so more they, of they, like they, a Instagrammy naked. If you if that makes sense. No. So it's more artful. Oh. More like artistic. I don't consider Instagrammy <laughs> artful. Uh, it, it's more artistic rather than Yo, like. Do you hey, remember the '90s Playboys? Those where it was some, just like those are some pretty yeah. artful titties you got there. I gotta tell you. <laughs> Sorry. It's way more artistic now. Uh, okay, that's good. Yeah, but right. uh, please go read those. Chris, tell everybody about Shout Engine. As usual, if you want to do a podcast, go over to Shout Engine. We'll hook you up with the hosting and all that fun stuff, and then you too can say dumb things on the internet. <laughs> Like atful titties. Yes, um, and lose your ability do. and lose your ability to run for office at any point if you wish. Fan, it doesn't seem to be a thing. Um, no, we've lost shame. So uh, follow me on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. Follow uh, at the Real Hooniverse at the Hooniverse. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, also, you know what? We haven't said this in a while. Rate and review us on iTunes because. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, we should it. probably say, like, the whole, uh, you know, uh, click and subscribe and all that stuff on YouTube. I already said that one. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> my brain is elsewhere. Smash that like button, homeboys uh, and homegirls. And um, also, website redesign is progressing, so stand by for that. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, and we will share some stuff. Maybe next week I'll show some logo designy stuff. Or maybe I'll save it for when we go. Fully compatible guess. with Netscape Navigator and Mosaic. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Yes. Uh, we're doing it on Angel Fire. Mm-hmm. And we have many rotating. Tags, no GeoCities? Uh, no, no. They what were about Blink expensive. Tags? Do you have they the Blink Tag? I have the Marching Ants. Ah. <laughs> go around. Does, it, does it currently have the little guy digging with under construction on the front page right we now? We have a hit counter. We are uh, building a custom hit counter. And you can find it by searching.